Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo here with a Fan Bros special delivery. And I'm flying high above the Brooklyn night. And I am joined by... DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. El Diablo Abogado, in the spaceship tonight. Yeah, the Wedge Antilles of special delivery. We, ha- we haven't like done it. To- yeah, we haven't done it together in a while, in a- at like least that. a month or two. I like that. Wedge Antilles and not Biggs. That's right. That's right. No, because Wedge Antilles rides. Uh, he's got Luke's. Uh, w- he's Luke's wingman in not one, but two, but three star wars movies and i'm expecting some kind of wedge antilles reference uh this christmas oh when the force awakens ah very nice very nice so unfortunately we still have uh you know over 100 days till the force awakens and we gotta pass our time otherwise and uh some of the things we've been doing have included watching the second season of power which concluded this weekend with the Ghost is Dead episode, which, like many things in power, is in fact not true. No, definitely not. Definitely far from true. No way how. So um, Ghost is continuing to uh, you know, tie up all his loose ends. I think the episode opens up with him uh, getting the his club power as well as two others back from the uh, professor half of firestorm who has <laughs> who has taken uh his club from him and he manages to switch the tables by uh getting the wife who doesn't want to be the wife anymore involved and yeah. uh, a handy theft of the ledgers. So he's got that under control. He's gotten Tommy out of jail. And someone is killing all of Lobos's associates. And actually stabs but doesn't succeed in killing Lobos himself. And spoiler alert. That is actually revealed to be Ghost. Who is just killing anyone who knows he's Ghost. With the exception of Angela who... I guess uh, you know he's brainwashed or whatever, but uh, the the series the season ends up with him and Angela back in each other's arms, and him and Tommy no longer in each other's arms. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it definitely ended up. I've been listening to Special Delivery, even though I haven't been on it as much lately. Big shout outs to Illyc and Kimsonian for filling in, and. Uh, the predictions seem to be all wrong about how this season would end up because right. a lot of people said that next season was to be about Angela hunting down Ghost. And there was a quick, like, I mean, abrupt turn of events in this episode because you thought Angela was going to be hunting down Ghost, but then it turns out that, nah, instead of hunting down Ghost, she's going to flip on her own partner and just keep it moving like that. Like, no hunting down Ghost. I'm just going to, you know, flip on you, get you for the sexual harassment and disrupt the whole case against Ghost. 
And I think uh, Illa might have predicted that Sean was going to kill Kanan. And uh, last week, as we saw, you know, the reverse of that happened. Um, So basically, uh, all of Ghost's allies, with the exception of Ruiz, are out of the picture. Ghost thinks he's killed Kanan. Um, I was pretty sure that nothing could keep Kanan down, although they definitely <laughs> threw a lot at him. Um, so he got stabbed, and then um, he's covered with gas and set on fire. So I think he's going to look like some cross between Darkman and Freddy uh, Krueger next season. But he, you know, broke out like Daredevil in uh, Born Again. You know, he broke out under pretty hideous circumstances and is on the loose. Lobos, the cartel leader, who always uh, seems to have a trick up his sleeve, is not only still alive, but we learn has Angela's boss in his pocket um, and is after Ghost uh, and is teaming up with Tommy, who is done with ghosts you know yeah one out of the life so in in a lot of ways ghosts has sewed up what he thought was all his loose ends but in fact he's actually in a worse situation going into season three than he's been you know so far um, now okay now this episode i mean on the last episode of fan bro show we had the origin the secret origin of the magical negro and I feel like on this episode of Power, we had the secret origin of Super Negro. Because Ghost, while still being the dumbest drug dealer in existence, because he didn't finish off Kanan in the end of their fight. but Well, he set him on fire in his defense. No. I mean, you usually think, you know, after you stab someone, <laughs> if, you, if they're actively on fire, like he definitely was on fire. Like, and then he locked him in. You know, like okay, well, see, here we go. All right, well, then maybe Kanan is Super Negro. Yeah, I but mean, m- you know, but my vote for Super Negro goes to Ghost because Ghost managed to murder all his enemies in this episode while maintaining his regular schedule, like no problem. You know, he showed up at every other event that he needed to be at, fully dressed as always, suit and tie, but was also hoodie down at each of these dudes' different locations in New York City. So. I got to give it to Ghost for Super Negro on this one. Well, he's definitely the master of his Google Calendar. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, he definitely, you know, he's on time to his appointments and then, you know, and then he dips out when he needs to. Um, except when he needs to be late, like when major drug deals are going down in hotel rooms with his partner and his boss. Well, then that's he, what you call being a master of your Google Calendar. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I look, I got to be honest, um, I like power. Um, I definitely think that shows like True Detective, when they try and be something they're not, that ultimately they're, they're far less enjoyable than a show like Power that tries to be what it is, which is, you know, a dope, pulpy, you know, crime thing with a lot of twists and turns. And, you know, it's sexy in that it's shot in New York with rich people, rich, good looking people. There's usually nudity. You know, it's uh, it, it is what it is, which I think is like an above average type show you might see on FX. And um, again, you know, I'm a little stickler for it. I think they do a really good job with the New York locations. I think, you know, it's a classy show. Um, 
And, no, definitely. And I like, I, I kind of like all the plot twists. I like that, you know, all our predictions are, you know, none of them really panned out. Um, and just like Ghost is one step ahead of everyone, I, I feel like the show is too. Like, there's no way everyone, you could, anyone predicted the way everything panned out in this episode, with the exception of, I felt like I, I like you, I, I, I thought Kanan was going to get away. So that oh, wasn't no a way. surprise. As soon as they but, show- yeah, as soon as they showed his body burning, right. I was like, this dude is out of there. There's no way he's going to die like that. When Ghost didn't put a bullet in him lying on the ground like right. he should have, then two. I knew he was going to yeah. yeah, two or three at least. Yeah. You know, after all that, their fight was pretty epic. Yeah. And also, I always give a big shout out to Tommy's line of the week. And his, uh, you got a new bitch already? Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> but Kanan's... Um, I've been dreaming of killing you while I was in prison speech is definitely top five on right. the show. That was like Cal so Drogo far. after Daenerys got poisoned when he was running around the tent screaming that he was going to, you know, murder all the men in the iron suits and rape their wives and sit on their iron chair. And Oh, definitely. That was great. But that was also up there with Ice-T in New Jet City saying, I want to kill you. So I want to shoot you so bad. My dick is hard. Right. Yeah. Yo, I mean, <laughs> Kanan is ultimately, he's like the, you know, the Joker to, you know, uh, Ghost not really batman yeah. i mean he's definitely this the 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 center of the show so yeah they had to have him get away i mean next next year and and i don't remember where tasha is in all this but i know you know tommy is you know not his friend anymore lobos is definitely after him the club dude i don't think we've seen the last of him so Ghost is on top at the end of season two, but I imagine by the end of the first episode of season three, he's going to be a little closer to the bottom. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this season. Um, you know, there were some ups. There were some downs. Um, I think like a lot of people, there was a lot of people were looking forward to La La showing it all. And, and that might not have turned out to be the event that everyone thought. But in, <laughs> in, in general, you know. Um, I, I was really wondering how you were going to go with that. Right. Well, but, you um, know, <laughs> power, power brings it usually. Um, and again, I mean, this is not trying to invent, you know, reinvent the wheel or anything, but it is a dope show with with dope characters, uh, you know, and dope twists and turns. And I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to season three. And I, in general, I like what Stars has been doing the last couple of years. Definitely. And also, you said you didn't know where Tasha was at the right. end of the season. She's pretty much still in her same position. She wants to stay with Ghost, but you know, she has no option because she got to see Sean, you know, laying there stiff and cold. Right. And big shout out to Tasha and is it Natari Norton? Yeah, um, yeah. She did, I think, a really good job this episode and throughout the whole season. Like her reactions to Sean laying there dead were great, while Lala's were, you know, as usual, a little over the top. Yes. And then you know her whole scene with Ghost at the end when Ghost confronts her about you know Sean being dead and that he knew that you know she'd been effing with him for a minute now. Was pretty good too. So you know, we'll see where that turns out. Ghost is you know with Angela at the end, but you know he always got to go home. 
So. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm glad you said that because I think some of the Ghost Tasha fights this season were as dope as some of the Tony Soprano, Carmelo Soprano mm, um, definitely. fights in, in The Sopranos. And yeah, she, you know, she has a little bit of a thankless role um, as being like, you know, the main dude's wife. But she, they, they give her some dope stuff to do, and she handles it. And so, yeah, definitely shout out to Notori Norton, who I believe was Little Kim in the yep. uh, Notor- in Notorious. Yep. And I think, yeah, so, and certainly she does a better job than, uh, than Holly, you know, the actress who plays Holly. Like, her and Tommy are literally, like, in a different show. Definitely. Um, and also, real quick, I want to give a big shout out because I'll be on uh, Rob Martman's podcast this week and no- Natari. Yeah. I'm trying to butcher that. We'll be on there with us. So, oh, wow. That's dope. Yeah. Well, and catch the fan bros over there. Right. Well, you know, you could give her a kiss on the cheek and say it's from Chico Leo. Got you, brother. All right. All right. That's dope. <laughs> Well, earlier this week, uh, we had the most recent episode of Mr. Robot, which uh, each of those titles is like a bit of code. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it as just the most recent episode of Mr. Robot. And this was pretty epic. It, it, it didn't answer a lot of questions, but it definitely might have even set up more questions, but it definitely um, answered the question of whether, you know, Mr. Robot is in Elliot's imagination or if he's an alter ego or any of those things, um, which I think it was important that 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 they did, you know, sort of establish that that wasn't the case, you know, officially. Um, the episode opened up kind of crazy. Um, there's uh, both Angela and Darlene, who we had never thought had ever met, meet up at a ballet class and are obviously like lifelong friends and so that kind of, it o- almost felt like when you started watching it, like, yo, did I miss an episode? Mm. So I actually thought that it was going to be one of these things where the whole episode was going to be like a flashback leading up to that. But that was kind of nothing. I-, I-, I thought there was a lot going on. Um, you know, the, uh, but no, that does relate to a lot going on in the episode as well. Right, right. So I don't know, you know, spo- certainly spoiler alerts huge will, spoiler will, will alerts definitely right now. abound. But um, Elliot got to meet up with White Rose, who's part of the Chinese hacker group, and White Rose was played by B. D. Wong, who everyone yes. probably knows from Law and Order and Oz. Um, and Jurassic World did a great part in that this year. Oh, right there you go. Okay, so yeah, no, B. This is the year of B. D. Wong. B.D. Wong was really dope as a transgendered hacker named White Rose um, who came in and basically had three minutes. And you want to talk about someone who's master of their Google uh, calendar. It was definitely <laughs> White Rose. Who's B.D. Old. Wong is the queen yeah. of, I mean, the White Rose is the yes. queen of Google Calendar. Like she's, Empress. she's like, yo, you hack people. I hack time. And when he's saying stuff like, wait a minute or whatever, she's like, basically, that does not compute. Mm. So she she gives him a, a, a lot of info, info and says it's back on again. Um, and so their whole big plot is back on. And uh, which which leads to El- Elliot's boss is definitely suspicious of him. But it leads to a really crazy scene and climax where Elliot discovers that Darlene is, in fact, his sister. 
and that Mr. Robot is his father, who he seems to have not remembered that Darlene is his sister, and that Mr. Ro- he thought his father died when he was young. Yes, and okay, now, once again, all of our predictions seem to have been a little bit off. You have to give a big shout out to the show's creators because they've been throwing out all these red herrings with the episodes, like the references to Memento, to Fight Club, to American Psycho. And in this episode, at the beginning, the reference to Black Swan, all mind-bending movies that, you know, seem to be red herrings now because it's not this mind-bending trick that we think it is, even though it is a mind-bending trick in its own way, so... Real big shout-outs to the creators of Mr. Robot. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and in addition to throwing all kinds of red herrings, there's stuff that almost didn't make sense before. Like, when you go back and look at why Darlene was so familiar with Elliot uh, from the first time he interacts with her, we you know, it just sort of was like it made her look really strange. And now, of course, it makes sense. So clearly Elliot is, there's something wrong with him, um, you know, for lack of a more politically correct term. Like, if he doesn't remember his sister and his father, like, he, his mind has been hacked, or he had, like, electrotherapy, or he's, like, seriously mentally ill. But, um, I mean, that's kind of crazy, although it it works in the setting of of this world um, that they've created. Um, all of that is going on and the dope evil core guy is flipping out and Tyrell. Yeah. Cause he killed his boss's wife sort of by accident. Um, no, not really by accident. That was pretty intentional. He, he might not have planned it. Right. Right. But it was quite intentional. Well, he it. was supposed to be taking like pictures of her to use to blackmail and instead, he ended up strangling her. So he's he's running around pretty crazy and then um, dodging the, the cops who want to talk to him. And then the cops come to his house and his, you know, really outrageous nine-month uh, pregnant wife decides to d- induce labor with a lobster fork and breaks her own water, stabs her own, you know, I don't uterus. think, oh, hold on. I don't, okay, I saw a lot of that on Twitter, but I don't think that was actually the case there oh no no totally no i think totally that was the case like she was like how do i get us out of this situation and she went but in the wasn't there a glass he... of spilled water on the counter no it was uh it was a fork, like a lobster fork one of those little forks with two tines oh, and it had God. blood all over it i know it did yeah I know, and so I know. she like went and went inside and you oh, know did that alrighty. to induce okay. the labor so that and then he's like oh well the baby's coming we gotta go no there was water on the floor between her legs which was her water her broken water um, um all righty yeah yeah we, we get that we don't need any more explanation so anyway she's you know obviously and this has been established i mean that guy is outrageous but she's you know she's the the boss behind the boss she is the epitome of ride or die right. she is a gangster girl to the fullest apache himself would love her Right, I mean, she she could, you know, I mean, we just sang all of Notori Norton's praises, which are well-deserved, but this woman could definitely take out Tasha with, you know, three three of her limbs in traction. She could take out the whole uh, yeah. cast of power yeah. with three of her <laughs> limbs in traction. Yeah, so um, a lot of happened. Um, 
the the big hack is back on but Elliot now has you know the most thunderous info that he could have had even though it was right there in front of him so we're gonna see how you know next episode deals with uh, all these revelations um, but I, I, I mean, I can't say enough about Mr. Robot. It, it, it really is really dope. It looks really great. It's really original. I'm willing to say it's like the new, you know, Breaking Bad. Um, it's, a, it's definitely must see. And it was uh, gratifying to see that uh, the night this episode aired, it was the number one trending topic on Twitter for a good three or four hours. Yeah. So people are people are watching it as as they should be, and um, it's just it's too bad there's only one or two episodes left. But I'm definitely looking forward to them. No, definitely, and that's a good thing. You know, it's like Breaking Bad took like three or four seasons to really capture yeah. the national consciousness. So. Mr. Robot's already done that in his first season, so they're on, you know, definitely a good path. And like I said, I, you know, I've been listening to the other specials, and people have been saying, you know, it's been up and down. I've been really just a huge fan of this show throughout yeah. its run so far. I haven't felt it really has had that many weak points, if any. It's just been a great show from the cinematography to the the music, um, like you the definitely, music, yeah, the acting. Everything about it, the writing especially, yeah. there's been some clunky lines. I'll give it that every now and again. But they deliver so many great pieces of dialogue that it's like, you know, you forgive when it does have a clunker every now and then. Yeah, no. And and there have been few and, few and far be- between. However, speaking of clunkers, well, I shouldn't necessarily say that, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> Go there, ahead. there, there is there is a show that rhymes with train, the strain, and oh. tonight's episode was quick and painless. Oh, although wow. that yeah, oh, yeah, we we did I, did I leave anything out on? on no, Mr. no, Robot? that's fine. I just thought you were about to start talking about humans. You know, when oh, you talk no, about no, a clunker. No, no, we got, okay. We got well, the strain. strain. Yeah, yeah. So well, I it's yeah. So this episode was called quick and painless. Which my experience with the first season of The Strain was anything but. Um, however, I do vow to, before season three starts, I will have caught up with season two because I'm, you know, with heavy heart, I have to announce that they have announced that season three of The Strain has been picked up and it, yes. will, it will continue to, to haunt us. Okay, well, um, I didn't, on uh, my DVR it says Identity, but Quick and Painless would actually be a better name for this episode. So I'll roll with that one because, yeah, it's unfortunately that you're not watching it, Chico, because like, you know, Kimsonian has pointed out and like uh, Del Toro himself has said, this show is definitely a dumb pulp show. It's a right. pulp version of vampires invading New York City. And it gets that down to a T because once you ignore any, you know, piece of reality, it works out well. And it's like, it's definitely so far, you know, the strain has taken over New York. You've seen that now. Like, you, uh, F, the hero of the story, has traveled out of New York to Washington in order to get a mass-produced version of his cure for the virus that's infecting everyone and turning them into vampires. So in this episode, we see Washington, D.C. once again, as Chico, you know, loves to note. And as a former resident of Washington, D.C., there's no way that was shot. (laughs) But, you know, they're in Washington, D.C., allegedly. And they, you know, F gets the people, meets a woman through his contacts in D.C. They agree to get the 
virus uh, cure mass produced. But of course, someone after F even scores with the woman, you know, makes a love connection. Everything is going great for F in this episode. And then, of course, an assassin from the evil core of this show shows up and murders off the woman and F's Trinette, his old friend in D.C. So F is kind of still screwed at the end of the episode. So my 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 issue, um, if 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 there was you know an issue with the a specific, one specific issue was just that I didn't like the characters. I felt like they were you know they they did stuff that was nonsensical, and I felt that way in in the original first couple of seasons of The Walking Dead. But The Walking Dead they killed off a lot of the characters that I didn't like. Um, so I'm not so sure, you know, with this, I, I haven't heard of any major character deaths. I mean, Kimson's definitely raved about the flashbacks. Um, uh, I haven't been feeling the flashbacks as much, but right. you know, there, there have been a couple of good ones and some of the major characters have met their demise. There's still a lot of, you know, purely nonsense moves by the heroes of the story, but they are moving along and the whole vampire saga is moving along. So I have to recommend it overall. Uh, a few quick shout-outs from this episode. The uh, new Negro who was recruited to the cause, who was a traitor to the cause of the vampires, they got a new black guy. He'd been serving the main head old man of the vampires for a while now, but in the last episode, he had a change of heart. Uh, reference of change of heart and love connection in one episode. There we <laughs> go. And he makes a change of heart, joins up with them, Unfortunately, while traveling with the crew, runs into the vampire spider kids who you have to see Chico. The yeah. vampire spider kids are a highlight of this season. No, I, I actually always really liked the uh, the the special effects on this show. Oh, well, this episode, they were very good. The vampire spider kids and mom attack Nora, uh, the kid Zach, who is even more annoying this season than he was last. If he could be, I mean, he's probably the most annoying child on screen right now. But they attack him, the new Negro, old man doctor, and Russian man with bad accent. And it's a fight, of course. Some of the spider kids get served. But new Negro, titled episode, quick and painless, catches a bad one. And, you know, since when you get bit on the strain, you're immediately infected. Uh, I can never murder an old doctor. Yeah, whatever, you know, um, new Negro's bit, he knows what's coming. He asked him to make it quick and painless before he can even get his sentence finished. My man has chopped his head off smooth. So, you know, yeah, it was a quick turnaround. There was a lot of, you know, vicious, you know, quick meetings and deaths in this episode. So I got to give a shout out to that. But then at the end of the episode, one of the funniest moments to me in strain history, the master finally chooses a new body. The old man who'd been serving the master for so long now thought he was going to finally get his chance. Stands there waiting as the master stands up ready to give his power off. And the master turns to the Marilyn oh. Manson vampire and gives it to him. Foiled. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> one of right. the biggest fails ever and just pure no and i remember comedy. both those dudes from the first <laughs> season they were both in, yeah yes well the Marilyn manson vampire you know is now the main vampire he's taken over so we don't have to look right. at that 
uh, Muppet baby looking vampire that anymore. Boy. And it, you know, his. Yeah, he definitely looks pretty good. So at once, at actually once he absorbs the master's power, his frame changes and everything. So he looks pretty dope. And speaking of dope, yo, they introduced a new vampire hunter killer because uh, the vampire squad that we love from the first season, Chico, right, are no longer with us. <laughs> right, they got you know dunned off. They you know right. looked a lot cooler than they actually were. But they brought in a new version of them in this episode and do look so trill. Like, I'm, I can't wait to see cosplays of this guy because he is ill looking. And he's on the hunt for the master, but now the master has a new form. So he's ready for dude. So I don't expect Well, maybe uh, you might uh, do that yourself at the big Fambros crossplay cosplay coming up in October on Super Week. Yeah, but to do it right, I'd have to go as a female, so I don't know. And Nora is so annoying that I can't uh, go for that one. Maybe the vampire mom. Right. I mean, yeah, I might, I might yeah, I like that. that. Vampire mom might Give might be one of your uh, one of your pseudonyms on the show. One of your AKAs. Yeah. Well, yeah, me. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely get back to it. I mean, it slipped through the cracks. You know, there was uh, all this bounty lately. With there's been a lot of shows on. I discovered uh, thanks to a Bay Area Style File, uh, the you know from Dust Till Dawn. So it's uh, I've had a lot a lot uh, a lot going on TV wise. But I will in the interim before season three starts get caught up or at least you know die trying. So Humans is a show that I've been enjoying, <laughs> and um, it's really unfortunate. The series, I mean, there's going to be a second season, but I thought the series, the season finale for the first season was a pretty big letdown. It was very talky. It was a lot of people in rooms discussing. I mean, this is something that often happens at the end of a season, but um, I thought it was the weakest episode, and, and, and that was, you know tonight sunday night um i've really enjoyed it there's been eight episodes it's a british show that amc picked up and it's just very much about a very near future where you know robots it's similar to i robot with will smith but much but better and the robots look like people but it but it has to do with the robots you know, and our society and the effect that they have, you know, all the, the, everyone has like a robot who, you know, takes care of, you know, the house as a, as a maid, as a babysitter, as a physical therapist, as a nurse, as an adult care, you know, elder care person, all those things are taken over by robots. Um, there's definitely brothels with robots. And so it really examines, uh, focuses on one family, uh, one human family, and then a sort of family of robots who actually have consciousness and are, you know, on the run from government hand, you know, handlers who want to, you know, destroy them. But um, I think it really succeeds where it's it's like real sci-fi trying to you know, look at the issues in our world through this sort of fantasy thing of having, you know, robots in the house, robots all over the world. But, um, yeah, I was a little disappointed by the finale, but I definitely recommend the show to anyone. I'm sure it'll be, you know, on Netflix or on demand somewhere pretty soon. 
um, or you know before the second season comes out. So you had seen, you haven't seen all of it, but you've seen at least half, if not more, of this first season of Humans. Yeah, definitely. I caught like the first four or five, I think, episodes, and then I might have caught one in between, and I caught the finale tonight. So I basically had the you know idea of what was going on. I too found the finale kind of be a clunker. You know, it was a lot of talking. And I do appreciate the whole, you know, seeing you from the robot side and stuff. But I just feel like I've kind of seen this stuff before in other places and just not been the best. But I do want to ask you a question because there was a moment on this episode where the evil doctor or whatever, evil madman had, you know, turned the black robot into his slave and felt a little weird right there. Yeah. I had actually, I thought the some of the choices they made with the representation, like um, I had commented on that earlier. And so, yeah, you, you have the only, well, Anita, the main robot, I mean, the, she's, the actress is, is half Asian. Um, but other than her, there's two black robots and they occupy a pretty, yeah, I would say a, a weird space. You know, one of them is the sort of super nice, simple one. And the other one is like the big, you know, like enforcer dude. And so mm. I definitely feel like that's an area. I mean, they chose to focus on a white family. But then there's also a whole plot line involving a, a detective who's left his wife like his marriage has ended and part of it is because he's freaked out about this good looking physical therapist robot who you know has his hands all over his wife every time he comes home but like that dude like if they wanted to have an all-white family that's fine but britain frankly and this I, i think this is london is multicultural like new york is and so it, it definitely could have used a little more flavor for uh, for lack of a better term. And yeah, I noticed that as well. And I just thought it was kind of cringy. I've noticed that in other British things, I think they're they're just less sensitive, um, you know, to to and they let stuff slide that. I feel like you wouldn't expect in America, but then there's stuff that you see every day that you're like, how could they have let that slide? Like the Chicago Tribune printing an editorial a few days ago where a woman's like, oh, I wish Katrina happened to my city. You know, as a white woman oh, in, wow. in Chicago basically being, you know, she was like, oh, I wish we could start over. But, you know, I mean, it's like, how could a newspaper actually let this? It's not like, how could one person be so stupid to write that? But how could all the people who've read that after it, before it got printed, be like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's print this. So, you know, I guess, the, you know, what maybe we aren't any more ahead of that. But yes, in answer to your question, I did notice that. And I did feel like this was the kind of show where, you know, they really had an opportunity you know, there's like six robots, there's a family, there's a cop, there's all kinds of scientists, there's definitely a lot of roles, and no reason that any or all of them, you know, could you know could have been non-white actors. So that, that was my initial criticism of the show, and I kind of stick with that, but I did like the, um, you know, just sort of, I do think we're going to have these robots, you know, when Jesus and Mero came on 
Fanbro show and everyone should go back and listen to that if they have them. We talked about like living dolls and, you know, more and more jobs are going to be taken by robots. I mean, people are going to go into companies and talk to a robot secretary or receptionist, not a person, you know, like Burger King is going to have robots working in it in 10 years, you know, like I'm sure of that. And so I do think this show, you know, they're going to get some stuff wrong and some stuff right. But the more people are thinking about that stuff, I feel like the more people are going to be prepared for that when it comes. All righty, Mr. End of Days. It's not the end of days. It's just (laughs) different days. Different days are coming, Ben. I mean. Yes, this is true. Other different days that are coming, Chico. Leo, we got to talk about this. New York Comic Con Super Week, son? That's right. That's right. There are yes. many, many events with many, many special special guests. Can we announce some of those special guests? I mean, I guess we can. You know, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now on the shows. But yes, New York Super Week Fan Bros Show is bringing the heat and that's right. Joining us for our Black Girl Nerds versus Fan Bros show October 6th at the Dominus Center. Joining the Fan Bros show and Black Girl Nerds will be Jean Grey herself. That's right. So friend of the show, Jean Grey, she definitely, we did an event with her. Uh, was that the Halloween event? Or we did, no, it was a different event we did and uh, at uh, Bergen Comics. And she's been on the show, and we're all really big fans. I think it's going to be really dope. And that's not the only Jean Grey event, right? No, I mean, she is Jean Grey, more than friend of the show. She's, you know, a legend and a superstar in her own right. But, yeah, she will be joining us for Black Girl Nerds versus Fan Bros show. And also, on October 5th, Star Wars versus Star Trek Attack of the Con at the Gotham West Market is going down and gene gray will join us for that october 5th as well and also that night one night only pharaoh monch legend superstar hip-hop itself is joining us for star wars versus star trek attack of the con now are they going to be on uh, is one of them going to be taking the pro star wars position and one of them going to be taking the pro star trek position or do we just we have shall to wait see. And find we out. shall see. You might have to go back and listen to those old episodes of right. Fanbro Show and see what they chose. That's right. You know, to see what side they're going to be on because it's going to be a battle royale. You know, who knows who might run in to the ring and swing and hit somebody over the head with a metal chair that night because it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be a battle royale with cheese. Mm, with cheese. Yes. With cheese, I said. All right, so that's it so far for New York Super Week. We are going to have more guests announced soon. It's going to be a crazy week. As you see, it's already loaded, and it's just going to get bigger from now. So get your tickets now at NewYorkSuperWeek.com. There's a link on FanBros.com, so do it. And before before we sign off, just a uh, quick shout-out that next week, is going to be the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead, which we will mm. definitely be covering here on the Fanbro's Special Delivery. And um, I don't know. Do you have any any predictions about the show? I, I don't know very much about it other than Kim Dickens is going to be on it. And that dude who played a lot of Vatos in the 90s, uh, oh, something shit. Curtis or Curtis somebody. 
I mean, he's a, he's also played a bunch of terrorists, too, right? So, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, so, and oh. I know it's in L.A., and I know that it's gonna start from the beginning of the outbreak, and we're gonna have it's gonna you know more explanation of the zombie outbreak from Walking Dead, but that this is all new material that's not from the comic. Um, and I think it's going to, I think a lot of people are going to watch it and I'm definitely looking forward to it. I do wonder if introducing a whole bunch of new characters starting from the beginning again, if people are going to have the same connection that they do to, you know, Rick and Michonne and Daryl and, you know, our, our, and you know, the regular Carol, you know, the regular cast, um, but I, I'm into getting some more answers about the outbreak. I like the the idea that it's going to add some, um, you know, it's going to add some to the mythology, if nothing else. Um, no, 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 no. I, I don't think you're going to have a problem there at all, just simply for the fact that, I mean, the only thing is the different, like you said, it's not from any comet before, right. so there's no real predictions. You know, there's no way people are going to know what's going to happen. But I don't think that's to be a problem at all because, you know, The Walking Dead, you know, Robert Kirkman has established that he knows how to run a TV yeah. empire. And I think that, you know, characters get introduced and killed off so quickly in The Walking Dead anyway that, you know, they'll find a way to introduce new characters that people love, even if they don't love the originals because they can just murder them off. So I don't think that's to be the problem. I think the problem is if you have too much zombies, but... I think when it's coming from The Walking Dead and offering this different twist on it, I think it'll work out. Yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely psyched. I'm surprised. I don't think they're doing like a two hour premiere, which I I would have thought that they might have done. Um, but yeah, AMC, uh, you know, they they ran humans, and now that slot is going to be filled by Fear the Walking Dead, and I imagine a lot more people will be tuning into that. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely uh you know we'll be covering that. Most definitely. All right, uh anything else before we get out of here, Chico? No, I think that's it. Uh just, you know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Fambro Show. Um, you know, uh subscribe, rate on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, all that good stuff. Yeah, most definitely. And make sure you get your tickets for New York Super Week at fanbros.com. And more information will be there and newyorksuperweek.com. You know, follow Chico at the Chico Leo and follow me at DJ Ben Amin and Fanbros Show. All right. Out of here. All right. Peace. Fan Bros.